Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to the final FYP podcast of the season. Been a long season. Um, pod two one six, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with a K. That was beautiful. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Hey! hey! That is the voice of Mr. JCIS himself, the J and the C in JCIS. It's John Curran. How are you doing? I feel well. It's it's fantastic to be here. I've been so excited about hearing John say, "I will." Podcast. <laughs> how was it? How was it? It's great. You have it to really, really, really live up really to the expectations. Yeah. We yeah. just put a little ginger wig on him. <laughs> so not ginger, spun gold, as he calls it. Spun, spun gold. Endicott calls it spun gold. It was a Viking gold. Um, and obviously on that side of the table, we've got Kevin Day. Hello. And Ed Knight. Hiya. Um, okay, so this is pod two on six. It's the last pod of the season. And Anything uh, to talk about? Well, this is the thing. I think we were all thinking this pod was going to be a nice sort of easy wrap-up to a season. Another, you know, survival again and everything's okay and we can just relax into the yeah. summer. That was the Roy Hodgson special. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How were we going to top Jason Punching before and then John came in? Exactly. Bit, apart from that, it was going to be nothing. There was nothing. Exactly. Uh, we're just going to talk about innovation and strategy for an hour. <laughs> and the new kit, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Do you well, want me to start talking about innovation and strategy? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> We've had that in the pubs, John, that's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously, Allardyce resigned. Yep. I guess. Or we call it a res- or or retired? I don't know. It's, it's semantics, but I retired from football, resigned from Palace. Looks like retired oh. from football. Yeah. yeah. Although Parrish is not taking any chances. So if he wants to be 2 mil up, then he is retired from football, whether he likes it or not. Um, So what what do we... Okay, first of all, what were your reactions? 
What was everyone's reaction when that came out? Uh, normally, when something happens at Palace, <laughs> you get you get some indication, you get some hint that something's wrong from yeah. someone somewhere. But this was totally out of the blue. And despite what amateur psychologists and pub philosophers are saying, there was no clue in anything that he said beforehand. He was only talking about no. the next season, about the level of players we needed to bring in. Transfer yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, and now you've got all the conspiracy theories and... and Everyone's ignoring the fact that it might be a man who woke up one morning and decided that he was just too old. No one was really weird. It was a real, and I think as well, it came as a. It obviously came as a shock to Steve Parrish, who yeah, my reaction was, was the same as Andros. Yeah, just wow, yeah, really yeah, out of the. Blue. And as as Allardyce said, Steve Parrish was a real gentleman, but not gentleman enough to say you're not getting the two million quid if, yeah. you, if you get another if, football. If this was premeditated, my, my, it was very well yeah, hidden. The only yeah. thing I want to know about, and I, I, I don't blame Allardyce. I'd like to know whether Sammy Lee knew beforehand. Mm-hmm. and whether the mm-hmm. coaching staff knew because the players clearly didn't and I think it's slightly unfair for any boss in those circumstances to give that news publicly without letting people whose careers are going to be changed by it the players not necessarily but someone like Sammy Lee will know that if or a new manager Marguson, comes in yeah. Yeah, they know that yeah. a new manager coming in possibly won't keep them on just, uh, just on, on the while we're on people finding stuff out through Twitter did you see that thing with Hull where they announced what players they were getting rid of yeah. on Twitter yeah. without telling well, the players yeah. it was that Alex Bruce, Alex Bruce wasn't it yeah. Yeah. Um, just there was a weird thing at the end of his press conference on Sunday after we lost at May United which we're not going to talk about because no one cares mm. um, <laughs> the last question as he was getting up someone said to him oh, Sam when are you uh, how long are you going to keep managing for and he sort of looked at me went, oh, event, don't know. when I wake up one day and, and feel like I've had enough 48 hours later. I think that was only significant in hindsight as the sort of thing yeah. Allardyce says. I mean, John's here, who knows about brand consultancy and brand management. I mean, just from, <laughs> a, pure, but from a purely <laughs> professional point of view, how was, that, how was that handled in terms of what Allardyce did and how to... Because the club were very quiet for a long time afterwards, weren't they? I, I was yes, it took them a long time. I was listening to the FYP pod extra, Never which was fantastic, from my, um, <laughs> on the bus journey from Crystal Palace to Brixton. And when... It ended. I was really surprised to hear that. Well, right. I thought you deliberately edited. Oh, really? Hold it yeah, in. Really? And that was before. So there was something not. It just didn't feel right. Oh, interesting. The, res- the retirement didn't feel right. The, no, no, no. The, the, the him the, saying the press conference at Man oh, right, 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 okay. When are you going to retire? Right. When are you going? Well, when I've had enough. But do you yeah, think that was, like Kevin says, just coincidental? Or do you think it, maybe it, someone had heard something and it tapped into what he was thinking? It might well have been, but if I was a PR guy in charge of it, I'd have been furious. Right, really? Yeah, yeah. Or oh, I'd okay. been tr- deliberately trying to do it as a right. means of okay. something else. Trying, well, trying to squash that kind mm. of squash. It seemed a little bit deflecty, and especially bearing in mind what he said the night before at the Manager of the Year do about what about longevity and yeah. stuff and, and mm. career and it it all seemed a little bit because he said like no way he said these days if you jump from job to job it's kind of the way it goes and the and average stuff, yeah. Premier League manager lifespan is 13 months now mm. I think yeah I think I think that's where the part of the disappointment lay and I, I've many people have asked me never to say out loud again that I want a manager <laughs> to stay and create a legacy because clearly <laughs> the kiss of death for anybody we have had questions yeah. about that but there was, that, yeah. that was a disappointment because it, it seemed to me that that's what was playing out that it was somebody who knew it's, this was his last job where else was there t- for him to go a Toxics club wouldn't come in for him England yeah. would never come in for him it, I thought that he was he would be here this is his last yeah. project but it, it might be that he thought he couldn't 
do as well again. It might be. It might be. That he was so damaged by the England thing as well that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think maybe we've we've underestimated how. Or well, that how he was looking for just for kind of a, not an easy win, but just a, a way to boost his reputation again quickly. Do you, do you, well, but then you'd only boost your reputation if you're going somewhere else. Maybe. Yeah, that's I, I true. think maybe yeah, just yeah, psychologically, maybe that because he took he angled for that England job for 15 years. Yeah. yeah. And he lost it. Not for any football reasons, but because he was outflanked by smart journalists who, yeah, and that uh, must hurt him. And I think maybe he felt he'd just done enough to, to store his reputation and he could go off and enjoy himself. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, there is something uh, come to my head based on uh, whether or not it was premeditated. A really interesting piece a few weeks ago in the, though I had the, the paper, the Daily Mail. Um, well, I say that's no other, ni- other newspapers are available. Yes, they are. I, I, I have no son. There was a <laughs> there was a piece about Sam, and it was the first time he'd really opened up about the England thing. Mm. Oh, and yeah. something he said that was really interesting was after the whole game uh, where we were safe, he went home uh, and he celebrated with a bottle of wine with his family, with his wife, mm. and with his grandkids and stuff. And he said that's really different for him because he used to go out and party with the players and stuff. We've all seen that oh, video of him dancing in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it seems like he was thinking for a while. Uh, he wanted to just he had it in his mind that he would wake up one day and just think he's had enough maybe that couple of days of reflection was beating Arsenal beating Chelsea beating Liverpool and keeping Palace up is is as as good as he's going to get from now on John at least he's done it now John hasn't he rather than if you're going to do it do it with most of the close season available because one good thing I mean if it might be an indication of how we have grown up as a club. It looks like we might be resolving the new manager situation really quickly. Hopefully, touch yeah, wood, yeah. which would be a remarkable. Be very unpalace, wouldn't it? Be, well, that would, be, that would be more unpalace than what's going on. When are we get? When, it, when, when it, are we going to get Palace added to the OED? As a, <laughs> yeah. But you remember last time when you think about when Pulis went, we we ended up lurching into Neil Warnock as manager, and this looks like a different scenario. Well, can I ask John? Can I ask you a question then? Because if we are to take Sam at face value. Uh, for the reasons he's left and as Kevin says for doing it two days after the end of the season rather than a week before the start of the season is he to be commended? I think I mean I, I think so I mean we can only take what's happened on face yeah. face value yeah. okay and he has done it in a way which is quick mm-hmm. it's 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 going to help the club I know it does at the moment it doesn't feel like that yeah. I, I don't know Kev, going back to Kev's point about a legacy and a manager I don't think we're in an era of football now where managers make legacies Maybe not. I think it's the yeah. club that needs to make the legacy, mm. um, and the manager has to be able to fit in that. So if if there is the thirteen month turnaround, there's someone else to come in who's going to develop the legacy a bit more. Yeah, maybe tweak it, but has to primarily fit into. So where's the like Watford? Like Watford? Yeah. Watford a little bit more ruthless, I think. Yeah, but they yeah. know what they. But Chelsea as well. Chelsea changed their manager every two years. Yeah. Can, can I make? A, I'm going to use the word face value again. Let's hope we never use it. I'd love to. I'd like to make a plea to Palace fans to take Sam Allardyce's retirement at face value mm-hmm. to stop speculating about why he may not have done it and just assume that he's right that he's tired and he wants some time and off. And stop also, speculating about Parish it what, being a, a mess up on Parish's yeah, part as well. I mean, I've seen a lot of hate on him on Twitter and stuff. I, yeah. I actually genuinely felt sorry for Parish because he's tried in the last six months he's to really shilled. to no, but he has tried to re, you know he's he's addressed a lot of issues that fans were unhappy with and he's done yeah. that publicly. Stripes about well, it's, <laughs> well yeah, stripes, but also overseas uh, fans and blah blah blah, and he's he's focused mm. more on the community, but still. The assumption was straight away everyone went, oh, we wouldn't pay 150,000 quid a week for Defoe. Yeah. So that's, mm. But there were, we I mean, there were stories but, out yeah, yeah, back but, in but still, but it's, some it, it, it all speculation. Was, all yeah. speculative yeah. in hindsight. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Course, yeah. And, but straight away, the assumption for many people 
Oh, it's Parrish's fault. Yeah. So that must be frustrating for him. And it turns out yeah, it was as much of a shock to him as it was to... And on the Defoe thing, by the way, much as I would like yeah. to have seen Defoe Palace, 125 grand a week for Defoe's ludicrous. Yeah, no had way. that been That'd the be reason, we'd all be coming on here saying, yeah, no. well, well, that's, that's fair enough. We'd be saying Parrish is right, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I never thought it would be a money thing anyway, considering we spent the most in the January transfer yeah. window and it looked like we're looking to buy Sacco outright and yeah. we put Wilf's wages up and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. I, I'm taking it at face value, personally. Yeah, so we all, we all we believe, Sam, we believe yes. until until exactly two years time yeah. when he yeah. goes to China. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what what now? Who, who do you want as who do you want as a replacement? Not Roy Hodgson. Moyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the interesting thing, I mean, if you look at Steve Parrish's choices in the past, there's a pattern. He tends to go for Pardew was a slight exception, but he tends to go for older. English, almost like a father figure type. He tends to go for older English mm. managers. Are you? And I, I was assuming some Edipal. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a little bit yeah, because there's enough of a pattern to assume that. Uh, and I, that I mean, that would lead you down. Not the just that the old English people are the ones that play long ball football and are more no, palacey. No, no, not at all. That would lead you down the Moyes, uh, Hodgson route. But I really, oh, I hope. Please, I mean, no. I, the things no. was I would if I hadn't been at the last game of the season against Hull, I would really want. Marco Silva to be manager, but I. You don't. They were shocking. Four nil and seven one. Hull was shocking. I mean, they yeah. really. I understand, and I know he's got a reputation. I know Mourinho called him the next Mourinho, and clearly he's a really good manager. But there is part of me that looks at those last six or seven results and looks at the way they played. It take the take, yeah. take Hull as they yeah. are. Take the Hull was a uh, side that sold their two best players yeah, and had yeah, thirteen yeah. players yeah, to yeah, choose from at the beginning of yeah, the season. Yeah. Whereas Palace are widely regarded as the most underperforming side yes. this yes. season. There's a lot of yeah. there's a huge gap between yeah. the two. Yeah, sides. I'd be I'd, he would be. My, I mean, also I think with the Milivojevic thing, he was his manager at Olympiakos. Yeah. A they title won, winning Olympiakos. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, John? Yeah. Silver. I yeah. I think. I mean, to be honest, I don't know much about him. I mean, I've read up on him. Good looking. Looks like good a looking. Looking. He's younger than me, which is, you know, <laughs> but he's good looking. <laughs> um, I sit near the players' <laughs> tunnel, so I'll go yeah. to. Um, he, he, it will be exciting. I think this is yeah. maybe the shift we need. Yes. A, uh, a European manager uh, who's young, he's ambitious, he won't be around for long if he's successful yeah. the sort of manager who maybe would like to take us on as a project in ways that older managers wouldn't this is want put to a, yeah exactly and I think you know I hope he's coming with a fantastic knowledge of the European transfer market yeah yeah and he you said know. he loves the Prem and he hasn't really had a chance to prove himself with Hull well yeah. it, it was interesting because he clearly and the standard has started to make a lot of this he did go to the Homesdale after the whole game and he clearly liked that he clearly did some sort of okay that was something he recognised from maybe Olympiakos days, that kind of passion, that kind of the, yeah. the colour and the noise. And I'm sure Milivojevic has spoken to him. I'm sure Luke has spoken to mm. him about But you would hope if it came to a straight choice between Watford and Palace, he would choose... Well, I mean, anyone would, he would choose, Well, you'd hope so. He would choose Palace. But, a, you know, clearly, a wasp versus a bird of prey. Yeah, but yeah. Clearly, he's got, <laughs> clearly he's got access to you know, different scouting systems. He's got, he knows a lot about European football. He definitely he loves the pre- He loves the Premier League. But also as well... You look at the He's way whole players. Well. You look at the way whole players talk about him. Yeah, whole players talk about him. The fans, I'm not so much bothered about this. The way the players talk about him, and it, it's it's rare for players to talk beyond the usual trite stuff. Yeah, he's great. We liked him, but 
the way they were talking about it, they clearly didn't want him to leave. Mm. Yeah. So there clearly is something about him. And I think he will come in with a certain a certain arrogance, a certain cachet. That, and that's, I think, what we need to reassure Wilf, to reassure Benteke, to maybe get Sacco, also to get other players in. I don't know, but I, for me, he's the best of a not-that-inspiring But Mancini's not going to come to Palace. Hang on, but you said a minute ago you didn't want Silva. No, I didn't. I said I, I said I would ha- would really want Silva, yeah. except for the evidence of the way oh, they the played. Oh, the 4-0, okay, yeah. And yeah. what worried me most about the the 4-0 was not... It was a little bit like watching the game last night. It was a lack of... It was, yeah, it's fine that they kept the ball. I don't want us to become that team that keeps the ball forever. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The, yeah. The, it was a lack of passion and a lack of commitment. Yeah, that, that and it was it also a lack bit. of ability between two teams. But that's yeah, a, you know, they they knew and what they'd they, lost to Sunderland the week before. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they'd know what they'd have to have done to Tottenham, even if they'd beaten or yeah, drawn yeah, the last yeah. whole. Again, Harlem Palace aren't really comparable. I don't think yeah. Big Sam would have kept them up. Yeah. But there is a little bit of that. Ed talks about long ball. There is a little bit of that thing whereby. It didn't really work for Pardew when he tried to change the counter Counter-attacking seems to work for us. Fans yeah. like it. Yeah. Wide play counter-attacking. It didn't really work when Pardew adopted a sort of free-for-all. And I think if you bring Silver in, you have to say to him, it's a certain style of play that works for us. Yeah. And possession for possession's well, sake doesn't work for us. Well, play the same way. But, but, also, the, yeah, but also the other thing about him is I really like, until the Sunderland Tottenham, he hadn't lost a home game for two and a half years across all his clubs record, yeah. which is the best record in Europe they never lost a home game for everything but and that's a sort of, that's what we need yeah. what, I'd say as a uh, being touted as the next Mourinho I'd say what we need from him and what presumably he's good at is defensive shoring which is yeah. what we need that's yeah. why I was quite happy when Mancini was put in the running again like he was in January because that's He's very Apparently, good at that. Apparently, at Hull, he favoured a four-five-one, yeah. which became a four-three-three yeah. on the counter, and they did play counter-attacking stuff. And he brought in yeah. Markovic, didn't he? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Grisicki, and didn't he bring in Grisicki? someone else? Yeah, Markovic wasn't available. Was it? Was it? Uh, who was it? Niang, maybe or Niang? Possibly, but, but basically, it sounds yeah. like he sort of plays the same sort of system, more or less. Yeah. But we like to adapt. Now we've talked about Mancini. I'm going to direct this question to John because I think I know his answer to this. Yeah. I think the only reason we want Mancini is because Lombardo might come as yeah. part of that deal because Lombardo and Mancini have worked together before at City and I think John's got a, got a view on that haven't you? I, 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 <laughs> I will I, I, <laughs> um, I, I, I would be I would be I'm going to say something kind of controversial I'd be kind of concerned if the reason why we're getting Mancini was because of Lombardo because he's Palace and I one of our that's what the fans want yeah but I, I'm wondering if there's you know, there's an, we need to think about the club now. We need to think about the development of the club, and we need the best person possible. So, who and who is that? So, uh, why don't you like the idea of Lombardo? Oh, I like Lombardo Pierce. totally. Oh, right. I, would, no, I would have no qualms about Mancini Lombardo coming because I think that they're fantastic. Right. But the, getting them because of Lombardo and because he's ex Palace, right, I would yeah, have a problem right, right. with because I don't think that's going to be a rational right. decision we need. Mm. Yeah, but well, when there's rational decisions, everything that's a good point. A that's also, but also yeah. when was the the last time we had an ex-Palace player as the manager, it was such a huge success, obviously. Part, oh yeah, yeah, part yeah, yeah. It's only been five months, I think, I think of Friedman. Steve Kemba, I think, Kemba but I, Peter I, Taylor. I, I think it, it, it says something really interesting about English and British managers. I know that there's been more and more said about they're not given the chance, uh, the Premier League kind of shunts them out, but if you look at it, they're not good enough I mean we're talking about Roy Hodgson yeah. and Dyche yeah. Yeah. and maybe Gary Monk and they might be Martin O'Neill on the outskirts you know that yeah, kind of yeah. that that level and that's 
That's we should, what we, we should. I think we should point out that Martin O'Neill's not English, obviously. He's, well, yeah. I, 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 I think you and I should very much point out. Yeah, he's not English. But I mean, I think it is something really interesting. And this is going to be a big culture change for Palace. If we're going to get someone in who's not going to be British, I mean, we've had one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had one caretaker. Yeah, we've never had a permanent. Yeah. Why have we never had a permanent full-time foreign manager? I don't know. I mean, Steve Parrish clearly has wanted managers that know the Premier League inside out and has probably been vindicated by the fact that we've stayed up. But possibly you could argue that if we'd had continental managers, we wouldn't have got into that sort of trouble. Yeah. Conte had never been in the Premier League before. In the first, that's true. Yeah, no, that's no, Well, very, neither of the Watford managers. That's a very good point. That's, that's, yeah. that's a really good point. And again, on the continent, they tend to change managers every year every two years at most it's, they don't buy into this my, my plan for setting up then, well that's to be fair that's also mainly because most continental clubs have a director of football who yeah. who sort of impose a strategy you know, like Southampton have got this it's the most continental model in that they've got yeah, they bring in managers that adapt to the Southampton and style rather than, the, the, yeah. than, rather than the yeah. other way around Right, which is what John was talking about yeah. like getting the right person in for the if it comes yeah. to a choice between Getting Roy Hodgson and David Moyes because they know Premier League football, or Silver, or a continental manager, yeah. or someone like Wagner from Huddersfield who yeah. clearly has got the potential. Then I'd rather go for that potential than the Hodgson Moyes conservative. You're not a fan of Wagner? Well, no, I think he's a good manager, but I just don't think high press would suit us. What about Patrick Vieira? Has anyone mentioned him? Well, right, not, not been well, well, the one person that's not been yeah. mentioned, thank the Lord, is Steve Bruce, who is. It's, you know, people haven't got in until now because <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. no, I think so well. <laughs> it, it, it seems to me that the pecking order from what you can gather from sort of putting rumours and whispers from the club together is Silver Wagner and then Deich. Yeah, but I think Parish would be reluctant to, to lure somebody else's man. This thing about Benitez as well, which infuriates. I mean, that's never going to happen. Well, that, I've heard Hiddink well, as well. As well but I can't see that. So should, you know, going back to what you're saying about the, the continental system, should Palace, is it now, five years in the Premier League, is this the time for us now to be maybe adapting a more kind of continental approach to the setup? The, the trouble is then, it's like Allardyce has always said, he would never work for a director of football. Wenger said he would never work for a director of football. There are a lot of managers who, it's only in... Well, it's only in Britain that we use the word manager, basically, because in you know, continental teams, they're coaches. Head it's coach, like, and Guardi- yeah. Guardiola said quite plainly he wanted to be coach at Man City. Mm. He wanted to tell the hierarchy which players he wanted, and then got, he didn't want to be involved in any of that stuff. Yeah. He just wanted to coach the team, mm. and he didn't even want to do press conferences. Well, lucky for him, it's not a big club. He would so. rather somebody else did that. But mm. it's only in, it, you know, that's part of the problem at Arsenal. It's only in, in Britain, because of people like Ferguson and, and Mourinho and mm. managers in the past who demand control of everything at the club, mm. from top to bottom, PR, catering and whatever. In any other country, you let the coach get on with it. Yeah, but I mean, so many times it's like Pardew was hardly ever on the coaching pitch because he was fulfilling exactly, other yeah. obligations. And like, Is it not time then for English football and Palace to maybe sort of move on from that, John, and actually kind of maybe embrace a bit more of a forward-thinking approach? Well, I was thinking, I mean, if you look at someone like Ancelotti, you know, who's been Spain, Italy, Germany, yeah. and he's going into coach... Yeah. He's not yeah. going to, in to create a whole infrastructure yeah. of a club. Yeah. Yeah. Bayern Munich has Samo, have yeah. the legends who yeah. run the club. Same with Ajax now. You know, yeah. the legends yeah. who are very intelligent yeah. individuals yeah. are running those clubs. So you fit into that jigsaw puzzle. But you have to be really good at what you do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I find that exciting. Yeah, yeah but our palace, is Palace ready for that? The, we have one press officer, is it? And, but also, if we are. 
if we if our strategy is to have a director of football, a director of football, and then find managers that fit into that, we have to have a defined style. And also, are there enough managers who would be able to adapt to what we want? Considering that we're having this debate now, after yeah. you know, after one manager's gone. Yeah, I don't think mm. we're ready for a continental style director of football but also you'd like to think that a new manager doesn't come in and replace all the age level managers because that's where you want the continuity it's when that, you want you know, Paddy McCarthy you want him to be the under oh, okay, 18s yeah. you want him to be the under 18s boss for for 10 years you want the under 21 boss to be the boss that's the infrastructure is the important that's why yeah. I want to get rid but of Sammy Lee and Marcus then, so then some stability yeah, but then the, problem, the problem with that is that you want those teams to be playing the same way Towards getting into the first team, but if the first team manager changes every year, yeah, and the style of football changes every year, then yeah. that gets confusing. It's like when you got um, Ad Boothroyd, who was the under 18s manager at England, who's cheerfully playing long ball football while yeah. every, every other age group is trying to play more. There has to be fluidity, so, I think, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I think that's where it's more important. But whether a director of football is the answer, I don't know. And again, we talk about Sammy Lee and Margotson. You kind of everyone at the club loves Sammy Lee. The players clearly love him. So I don't understand why you can't say to Marco Silva, yeah, you can bring in who you want, yeah. but you've got to find a way of keeping these people. But then we said that about like, Keith Millen. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, did. We, we did. And, and, and until, Matt didn't. Until four managers in and we said maybe he's the problem rather than the Yeah, well, just, maybe just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. yeah, and maybe somebody like Sammy Lee isn't as emotionally attached as we think he is and no. will always get a job somewhere else. You feel like did he's, you see he's him part of the... running around screaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's so passionate, but you feel like he's part of the Allardyce package. Yeah. Rather than well, the there, there isn't a, an Allardyce yeah. package anymore. Well, yeah, no. Well, 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 that's, but that's a good <laughs> distinction, though. Maybe, well, maybe we should maybe we should say there is a Palace package. Yeah, and then the new manager has to, like we said about, yeah, we want Free a manager who's for tasty yeah, jokes a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, when they released the shirts in, uh, and they had no sponsor on, yeah, and someone mocked up a Morley's, didn't they? So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We should have planned it, didn't we? Oh, was it with us? Yeah, we should have put a tasty joke. That was a hard Anyway, fantastic. <laughs> That'd be um, great. Okay, just well, I fall into it as well because also they did it in the same yellow script that used to that on the nineteen sixty nine shirt. That is so The new away kit's out next week. Apparently, it's is it sexy? Idea. Any idea on what it is? What it is? No, it's apparently. Uh, I've been. I've, I was told by somebody at Palace TV that. By somebody would, at Palace TV. That I wonder if, who, mm. that if I was told, I would blurt it out on the podcast. Well, yeah, you would. You would, to be fair. Yeah, you just, you just invented it. It's part of a journalist duty. So is it yellow? Has it a sash? No, there's, there's rumours that it's, it's black. It's, no, that's the no, third, third, third kit. Third kit we've got. But edit, you didn't hear that from us. Edit third that out. Kit. Edit that out. We're on a third kit. You didn't hear that from us. No, there's rumours that it's white. Rumours. Yeah. Just rumours. Yeah. Just rumours, yeah. Is that third kit thing seriously not allowed to be? No, no, third kit's fine, but we're apparently third kits. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it don't be for one game that where our kit doesn't clash with red and blue stars. One game where we play Monaco or Ajax. No, it'll be for the game we play at Wembley. Uh, right, and just a note to Brighton fans singing Wembley, Wembley. It doesn't count. If it's a league game at Wembley, that what, doesn't what count. What were they singing? Wembley. We're going to Wembley. Do Brighton fans on their open air coach? Okay, other people to sing for us. So, what if if Sam is retiring, which we're saying on a take at face value? What 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 do we think he he could do next? What should be doing next? Um, Move to Zanti, set up a Linicus. This is (laughs) beekeeping. I'd like to to point out this is a Palace podcast, not a 
Hello Magazine speculating about what's... Oh, I, I don't well, know. It's sort of interesting. Escape to the Country podcast. Well, it won't be interesting because it won't be football, will it? So, oh, God. You try exactly. one, you try one different thing we're getting in. I imagine he will be... Well, I mean, Pardew's everywhere now in the media, mm. isn't he? With his cravats and his, <laughs> yeah. his glasses and his teeth. So I imagine Sam... It would be interesting to see Sam as... A, I think Sam wouldn't be able to help himself, stop himself from being honest. Yeah. As a, as a, as a pundit. Yeah. yeah. I think... He's so ingrained in football as well. Well, I, I don't think he'd be able to be away from football that long. No, no, I feel no, I think he'd be back in some form. Yeah, I mean, he might be one in of those people years. who uses his wife as an excuse and says, "I'm sorry." Well, yeah, let's. I think this is a story that may have another twist. I think he's going to play a lot of golf and be on TV. Yeah, and then maybe help Bolton. Yeah, exactly. If he becomes a director of football, does they that adopt count? the continental oh. model? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> when you're up, yeah. I think there should be a reevaluation of him as a manager because his football's nowhere near as negative as people make it out to be. And also, yeah. he has been for a man who's considered conservative and old-fashioned. He's been a very early adopter of sports science and sports technology and yep. dietary stuff that only him and Wenger were considered the same level. So yeah. he does deserve credit. I mean, he's, he's not just been your, your bog-standard 25-year career, old-fashioned conservative money. He, he's, he, he deserves he a bit of credit for what he's done, yeah. in, for what he's done in football. What's his Palace legacy? Like, it's only sort of five months, but how will he be remembered as, as a Palace manager? Bringing Luca in, keeping us up. Uh, I like that. I like Luca. The like dancing. I, th- I think he will be remembered for his heavy <laughs> spender. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think he's dancing to uh, Clad All Over, and I think his sheer joy on the picture because it's it, very different to Pulis's legacy. It's not soured in the way that Pulis's legacy. This is very yeah. different. To well, the, not, in, not in many ways, it's similar it's, to the way Pulis left, but it's 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 very different. And I think he kept us up from. Yeah, there were times in January when we all thought, even I thought, yeah. I'd got it wrong, and he wasn't the man to keep us up. But like Ed says, he's brought in some some very good players. And he's given us a lot of confidence. He's yeah. and not only has he brought in good players, but he's changed Ward, Kelly, Townsend have been made yeah. better players by him. Yeah, I think, true. I think true. he should be considered. He'll always be considered a, a yeah. If Martin Kelly ends up going on to be a really successful Palace yeah, yeah, defender, yeah. he'll be down yeah. to Allardyce. But also, he yeah. there was talk of it kind of sort of went under the radar. But there was talk of when he met up with Parrish that he was making sure that we had the right infrastructure in place and that we had wise spending mm. plans for the summer because he didn't want to leave us in a complete mess mm. he was making sure with Parrish apparently that we were set up to mm-hmm. succeed I, I, I'd like if I could ask him a question it would be what did he actually think of the state of the club when he came yeah. in so there were eight how many games eight games yeah, before yeah, when yeah, yeah. what was he thinking about the squad yeah, I think you I know, know the answer to some of those questions in I'm terms fit. of the club's, in terms of the players' fitness, mm-hmm. both physically and mentally. And he was, I think he was, I think he thought the yellow dice effect would take place a lot quicker than it did. But yeah, he was not misled, but I think he was shocked by the state. But he said it, he did say it would take. A well, you only have to look at if you look at our bench, if you compare the bench for Pardew's last game at Sellers Park to. Allardyce's last game at Sellers Park I would say there are probably five or six more people on it for start off yeah. Yeah. but more coaches more specialist coaches better no coaches players. Yeah. and I mm. think actually I think Ed makes a really good point because yeah. if you look at some of the things that, that <laughs> Allardyce says in his, uh, his, that, it, his statement afterwards I think he probably had reassured himself that Palace were in a better state that in a, in a, in a state for him, to, for him to be able to move on that he had in that short space of time built yeah. 
a foundation. So he, le- he, he undoubtedly leaves us in a better position than when he joined us. Yes. 14, well, I mean, one place better than last. But no, we're talking about the club in general. We've had Allardyce all season based on our form since he arrived. I think we'd have been eighth. And yeah. that's since he arrived, that's including the eight games without a win. Yeah. Um, if if we'd had that sort of form all season, we'd I think it'd be eighth or ninth. Yeah. He does, you're absolutely right. He does leave us in a better position, but that's where part of the sadness and disappointment comes in because yeah. you wonder what the potential was. It yeah. might be that it turns out to be the absolute best decision that we had Allardyce to keep us up, and we get a new younger manager to to yeah. provide us with mm-hmm. the longevity to, to, to build on that. Yeah. I think Allard- what Allardyce did in the transfer window was. He gave us balance, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I really don't think we've had balance since yeah. we've been in the Premiership. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. I, I, you know that, and that's something really important. He could yeah. have gone and got another striker because yeah. Benteke was doing it all by himself, yeah, but yeah. he realised that the Luca, Sacco, yeah. and then the left back yeah. position was crucial yeah. to us getting going, and, yeah. and and that's really important learning that yeah. we need to take from. And I think, from yeah. I think. If you talk about his legacy, I think Milivojevic will be the, even more than Sacco, yeah. even more than Schlupp and Van Arnholt. I think Milivojevic will be his biggest mm-hmm. legacy. Mm-hmm. And speaking of balance, then for the pod, we're going to stop part one there and oh, go into oh, part oh, two. Not oh. your best. Not your best. It's not. It's now. It's in my right. head, I thought it was going to be a smooth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. um, we've got so questions in part two, uh, so join us after this. Welcome back to this week's five. Hang on. Welcome back to. <laughs> wait. Welcome back to the end of season FYP podcast. Hey! Final pod of the season. Pod two one six, sponsored by Vector Printing. For your printing embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with it. Okay. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, hey. it's even better than last time. <laughs> Um, question, okay, so questions from our listeners. Um, the first question is from Thanet Eagle. Right, Thanet, Thanet Eagle. Eagle. Says, um, how is Kevin coping during the current spell of hot and sunny weather? Not very well. I, I, I don't mind daylight as such, but it's <laughs> when it's daylight after 6pm, it's just taking, it's taking the piss. Daylight during the day is fine. I can't, I'm, I would say I've got reverse SAD, but I don't believe in people who say they've got SAD. I think mean, SAD is definitely that. That's definitely a it's route, definitely it's not. Well, in that yeah. case, I've got reverse SAD. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, reverse yeah. SAD doesn't exist. Yes, it will. Thank you. It exists as much as SAD. Thank you for your sensitivity. It doesn't. Thank you. That's, very, that's very kind of you. Empirically, right, it okay. doesn't. Well, it does. I've got it. So empirically, it does exist, doesn't it? Also, you knew about it, Croydon Mind. I oh, yeah, I'll disagree. Take, <laughs> right. right. See what happens when I take your pocket money off you. Let's move on. Thank you for the question. That was lovely. Yeah, cheers, mate. Not well is the answer. Yeah, obviously. The. The next question is from Jamie Penston Raja. All right, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. He says, "Why did you have to say that we turned a corner on the last pod?" <laughs> <laughs> well, we have football-wise, we we, yeah. we comfortably finished. Yeah, fourteenth. And now we're turning a massive corner. That's big, a very, a very, that's a big very good point. We we're on a roundabout. Yeah, we could have to turn the biggest corner. That's a. I do. I do think actually, joking aside, which is handy. Um, that John made, but I think this is possibly the most significant managerial appointment that we, and we've probably said that about all the others since Holloway. But I think this is a really, in terms of 
identify in the future of the club and what sort of club mm. we're going to be. I think this will be our record really season in the top flight, and yeah. we need to yeah. make a stamp. Well, a lot of other yeah, uh, managerial yeah. appointments are kind of forced on us, and I guess this one is in a way, but we've got the whole summer. Yeah. So we've got, we've got a chance it's to not, actually it choose feel the right natural. person. It's not mid-season. Yeah. It's, not, yeah. it's not based on incompetence or pressure because of league position yeah. or performance or whatever. It's just... A sort yeah. of clean slate, hopefully, a new start. Yeah, so we've got We're a lot turning of, a corner, in other words. A lot of people tweeting us saying, uh, so Wayne Hart Loveless and, and Lelic right. right, both just oh, say, Why always us? People have people, a I lot of people. See, I think people talk about what's well, this going to be our sixth manager in five years or whatever it is, but I mean, to a Pulis and Allardyce was sort of out of our control. The only, the only bad managerial appointment was Warnock. Mm. Really, I mean Holloway ended up being out of his depth in the Premier League, but got mm. us into the Premier League. Pulis was a sensible appointment and did his job. Pardew was a decent appointment at the time, so was Allardyce. Warnock was a mistake at the time, and we all thought so. Yeah, but that's the only one that is a huge but mistake. Then wasn't you could argue with Pardew that it took too long to get rid of him. So I don't think it's it's very different to Watford and Chelsea, whose policy is to change manager. Yeah, it's not. It's not our policy. It's not our policy, but it's just it's yeah unfortunate circumstances. The Warner one as well was for we were going to get Malcolm McKay, weren't we? Yeah, was that the one? And then we and then we so Warner. I feel like the time was kind of like the only option left. I'm going to just get Neil Warner for now and see what happens. Yeah, Yeah. someone had to come in. Yeah, Yeah. someone had to. Yeah. 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 Okay, I mean a lot of people uh, mentioning the word roller coaster in their uh, in their questions. There is nothing else. I can I can verify this. Several programs recently I've been writing on. We've tried to find another way. To indicate the ups and downs, the roller coasters are just about it. It does feel it feels yo, like yo, yo. more than a roller coaster. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, kind of straight up, straight down. Yeah. with roller coasters mm. builds up. Moving, moving along, along. Moving yeah. along. Yeah. I, I think it feels like that bit at, at the end of a log flume, where you're just yeah. bobbing and waiting for <laughs> whatever's about to happen. You know, that's what. Yeah, the one somebody tweeted me with a picture of a obviously photoshopped before people complain of a, a picture of a cat on a roller coaster screen. Somehow the cat on a roller coaster seemed more. Appropriate somehow. Yeah, because it's like, what's a cat doing on a radio question? Do you remember Jamie in his Technicolor, or no, his Magic yeah. Torch, the kid program? Uh, and he used to go down as hallucinogenic. Yes, I do. No, yeah. and it, well, but you're too young, yeah, yeah. you millennials. I'm um, too old. Yeah. Yeah. Generation Z. <laughs> it was, it was a kid's program, but um, he kind of would always go on these kind of hallucinogenic trips, and it kind of feels. Yeah. Something like that. Or well, Mr. Ben for older people. Mr. Ben. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I think as well when people say, why well, you have to remember, <clears throat> as we've said, this is our fifth season in the Premier League. Our fifth season in, top our flight. in the top flight. Top flight, yeah, yeah. So you kind of go either because of or despite of. When you say, why always Palace? At the moment, yeah. it's the most successful Palace. Plenty of good things about Palace. Yeah. You know, John and I have never supported a team this very strong squad, this consistently this, yeah, this consistent. successful. Yeah. We've we've finally in the last two seasons the squad is getting better and better. Yeah. You know, look, I was looking at some of the looking at the 2013 playoff game the other night. It's like, yeah. Jesus, some of the players we had in that team. It, it's, well, it doesn't bear thinking about. I mean, it's not, got now, just, I mean, I think for the the younger supporter and. Kev, you yes. you know, walk <laughs> walk I was in I was walking into the Crystal Palace Sainsbury's today and I was at Crystal Palace Park over the weekend. The amount of young kids from the age of three upwards wearing palace kits. Nice. Right? And I would never yeah. have seen that. If I saw yeah. Uh, yeah. a kid in a palace when yeah. I was a teenager, I'd have yeah. got on my knees and cried yeah. at the light. This is just everywhere now. So that yeah, yeah. you know, that's credit to the, the the palace kind of 
club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how it starts to develop that. And well, five talking, years and that yeah. And, yeah. Is, is amazing we, what it's doing yeah. for this area. Weird, great. Weirdly, a lot of, we talked about this before the pod, a lot of, of new fans overseas starting to support Palace. It's not about branding or, or spreading the brand or whatever. It's just like show up and be yeah. good be consistently good and be interesting and people will be drawn to you which is what's so it's about underdog and it's about atmosphere and it's about yeah. being a working class club and there's all sorts of things yeah. and I think what's interesting is that the, you know Steve Parrish has finally realised that there are more important things than selling shirts in Korea or getting new fans in America and yeah. there is we're gelling as a club and it's as we're be more part of the community than we've we've ever been as John says the community is embracing Palace more than it's ever done before Yeah, and now whoever comes in has to sort of buy that and it is because in terms of success we are getting there and in terms of you know worldwide not branding but people know about us as yeah. a club because we are different to other clubs in but a, also you know, when you do clubs, we're in the cup in the, final last year well no but just yeah, the Premier League experience we are if you know you talk to the two American fans who were in the Paulson's Arms the last day. They've yeah. been to Arsenal. They've been to Tottenham. They've been. They'd rather be because we, it is a different experience, yeah. and we haven't we haven't become that corporatized, that bland, Etihad. And when you do things well, yeah. when you do things well, you know, on the pitch, but also off them, and you're kind of uh, you do things the right way off the pitch. In sort of an honest way that's true to your your legacy, mm. fans will come. They will. The fans yeah, will come anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you the, don't need to go and target them. Just don't come. Yeah, we come don't, don't need to sell shirts in Korea. We need yeah. to beat Chelsea. It's the, the bridge. Yeah. We get that. I mean, the yeah. fact is, it, you're not always sure that we're doing stuff deliberately on and off the pitch. You're never sure there is a guiding plan. But we have. That's yeah, it is, But whatever you think about it, as John says, this is the most successful we've been for a long time. And I think there is an air of excitement, and that we will we will eventually hit on the right man. Yeah. Who does whether it takes a year, two years, it does take us out of the relegation. Because that's the other thing we have to acknowledge. This is our fourth relegation battle in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, for all that we talk about problems at the club with the kit, whatever, that's the thing that's got to change. The but it felt like it, 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 feel, it, it feel feel like it was sand, didn't it? It felt like, yeah, it felt like it he could be starting right to change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it feels, as it feels like he's put in he's started a real rolling for somebody yeah, else to yeah. come in and going back to what you're saying about you know this being a successful period for all of us that grew up as Palace fans and Palace not being very good you know no one else supporting Palace and stuff this, these kind of are the glory days aren't they this is kind of probably yeah. as good as it gets in a way yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to bring the mood down but these, these <laughs> no, are, no, we'll but look back in years and they tell us about the glory days and these kind of are it right now well, well, well Andros Townsend <laughs> <laughs> no, no these are the start of the glory days yes is what you is what you hope. Yeah, okay. but that's yeah. what I mean. Coming from, you know, I've been a fan. I don't know, first game seventy eight or something, and it just killed me this season. The thought of going down again, mm. and and where this is the, the opportunity we have to yeah. stay, and we've yeah. done it. And I think it's incredible. It I, mean, I don't it really think, is. think we've done our time yet. We've. It, Maybe the first season when we were up, we thought, let's just appreciate it while we can. It might yeah, not last yeah. long. Now it's like, we're like, we, we need to carry on. We need to succeed. We need to establish ourselves. I yeah. think you've both made really good points. And I think what I think in previous years, I would have been disappointed, but philosophical about going down. If we'd gone down this year, I would have been fucking furious. I would yeah. have been really furious. Especially with Brighton going up. Yeah. And, oh, oh, yeah. and Millwall. And Millwall. Yeah. 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 I would have been really yeah. furious because it does feel like there is great potential. Yeah happening there and if we'd missed out on that through carelessness or through allowing but you have to accept that it was identified in time and we did spend the money yeah. and that's what you, you could argue as some journalists have said that it's a bit unfair to expect the club to spend £100 million in the summer mm-hmm. when you look at the players we bought in 
only five months ago. Mm. Yeah. You know, we rebuilt the squad almost completely five months ago. So yeah. it, why would you say, well, they've got to bring another five players in? Yeah. You know, and, the, and the fact is as well that there are, Palace fans are particularly sentimental, so they do prefer to see a, an, an evolution rather than a complete change, rather than seeing yeah, yeah. 10 different players from this time last year. Yeah. And the fact is as well that you have to accept that players like Kelly and Ward and Townsend are getting better so let's mm. bring a manager and who can perhaps utilise their potential rather than just going well we have to throw yeah, money yeah. at this problem yeah. so I think the, the great thing about Palace is though that whatever happens it will feel like an evolution because if you, you just need to look at what players like Patrick Van Arnholt and and Milivojevic and Schlapp have been putting on Instagram and Twitter and stuff over yeah, the last yeah, few yeah. days to realise or, or you know or Van Aanholt getting the yellow card for going into the stands to celebrate his mm. goal and you see how quickly they've they've come to love they Palace and yeah, yeah. Luca especially it, it's, it feels like an evolution because they've settled in so quickly and everyone loves them so yeah. quickly you know yeah. it's such a welcoming environment it doesn't feel like a revolving door yeah. kind of no, thing that's well, that's, that's also because I don't by the I time think... summer comes around it'll already feel like we've had those those guys for a few seasons and we're yeah. just building on something and, I, and it, it may have been Allardyce that brought them in it may have been Allardyce that was the draw for them <clears> certainly <throat> for Van Harnot and, and Schlapp but I think it, it's not Allardyce that would have kept to me. I think they're clearly happy at the club yeah. and enjoying yeah. the atmosphere and, and the, the adulation. So I don't think I don't think it means that all those players are suddenly going to be thinking, well, think, I'm going to leave Palace because I think it's Palace they want to stay at, yeah. not Sam yeah. Allardyce's club. Yeah, I, I, I think there's one thing that also we've got a history of in the last four years around transfer, which was we get the players that no one else wants that have been put on the, the heap. So yeah. Benteke, it doesn't matter what level, yeah. even Sacco, but Luca's the only one yeah. you could say we bought in. Yeah. He was at the top of his game, captain yeah. of yeah. the European club. Something so to type. prove. Yeah. Something yeah. to prove, yeah. you know. And yeah, so yeah. It, I wonder if that's another step change we're going to be seeing. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, um, just one more question on the roller coasters from Pinky Brown. Hi, Pinky. Hi, Pinky. Who Hi, says, Pinky. we all love a Palace roller coaster, but what is your second favourite fairground ride? Mine is bumper cars. Simple, yet effective. Love flume. I like, I like, I'm a fan of a flume. I'm a flume guy. You're a flume man. Yeah, I'm just little Billy Flumes. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the name he actually christened you, but you want to choose to... Do you know what? You... You might get me on the teacup at Disney World, but I'm, I'm not. I don't understand the appeal of. Really? What? What? I absolutely. My, my yeah. My favourite thing about it is the exit. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why, leaving why, why would you pay money to strap yourself into a thirty-year-old metal open car? Hurtle down. When you, like, can, it's you, fun, isn't it? you can do yeah, it online. Okay, the teacups underrated. They go. They sometimes go. The teacups. That is. From someone that went to see Mamma Mia and Milton Keynes, those those teacups are pretty high octane. <laughs> when we took Ed to uh, Disneyland Paris for his eighth birthday <laughs> two years ago, uh, he and I spent his Mrs. Day spent literally every minute on the, the most biggest roller coaster she could. While Ed and I. Right. Went around the teacups genteely, decided, should we do the Mary Poppins ride? Yeah. All I can remember of that holiday was was walking into a lamppost dressed as Peter Pan and the Iraq war breaking out. So, three out of ten for a holiday. (laughs) 
And then you fell asleep under the under the floor yeah, of the Eurostar. Yeah, yeah, fell asleep on the floor. Dressed as mad. Dressed as pig and pan. Great, great night. Uh, it was like yeah. a stag in hindsight. The sun on. What was the idea? How was your stag? Is it right? Iraq war broke out. Yeah, Iraq war broke out. Fell asleep on the floor of the Eurostar. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, the, ne- the next question. Yeah, well, no, Joe, you never answer these questions. What would your teacups for you? As I say, teacups are underrated. Oh, okay. But you know, a good roller coaster. I don't like the ones. You know the ones where you the you, dangly ones. No, the dangly oh, ones where you drop. The ones where you drop. I like not the Jumeirah scare. Not, not fun. Which is very palace yes. in a way, isn't yeah. it? But no, I don't like those ones. The what? Jumeirah scare in Dubai. Just is that a similar sort of thing? You just I like the straight. Not the ones where not a fan of. You can sort of you go it goes over you and then you're sort of dangling around. I like that. Yeah, that's all right. Good for a roller coaster. Right, the next question. This is great punditry, lads. Question, lads. Yeah. 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 Uh, next question is from Martin oh, Patterson. Speaking of good punditry, I love uh, John Watson, who was a commentator for the arsenal Everton game, saying that the Arsenal fans will be glued to their transistor radios. <laughs> listen yeah. to so, yeah. I love John. I I'm old-fashioned a little bit, John. <laughs> See those pigeons flying over the results from the other games, John. Yeah. Right, Martin Patrick. Hi, Martin. Martin. Hi, Martin. Says, of the managers who have left the club in the last seven years... Yeah. Which is, we think, seven or eight managers, seven so, managers. Yeah. Who do the panel believe has left the most influential legacy and why? Doogie Friedman. It's a good question. Yeah. Friedman? Doogie, definitely. He created the spine yeah. of that team, yeah. of what it meant to be Palace. Yeah. I think... That's a good shout. I, I think Steve Parrish and Steve Brown would probably agree with mm. with John. As we spoke, when we spoke to uh, Punch in the interview, we talked about that Millwall result being the catalyst for Doogie coming in, which Steve wrote is probably yeah, yeah. the most important managerial decision yeah. he'd made. I think that's a good shout. I think in terms of potential, I mean, maybe Allardyce to an extent, but I think, yeah, maybe Doogie. They've maybe all Doogie brought something that's sort of stuck, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, because obviously probably Dougie... Pulis players. I don't think Warnock. No, maybe not Warnock, but, but Pulis kind of... bringing us up in the first Pulis place. Pulis gave oh, us yeah, like, yeah. more resoluteness, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. They made us believe we could stay in the top flight. And then Pardew, we thought, was taking us on. I don't really know what Pardew's legacy He gave us our highest ever Premier League finish, the yeah. cup final. Yeah, cup final, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's true. The dance. <laughs> That'll be his legacy. That is his legacy. I think Friedman's good. Pardew gave us some great results. I mean, well, I think... Would you guys have Freeman back at some point? Why? One day? Why? No, I'm not, I'm not saying now. I'm just saying one day. If he shows he's a good manager somewhere else, then yeah, why is, which, he's not been? He's been out of football for. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just no. saying, you know. Maybe it's well, director also, of football. <laughs> I'm afraid the circumstance. I know it's childish, but the circumstances of him leaving still leave a bit of taste in my mouth. To be perfectly no, I wouldn't. I think it'd be a backward step to get mm. in the same way as it would be to get Pulis back if we're inside. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't want Pulis. And I think there, I think. John, so there is this again. It's probably only British football that has it. This sort of emotional attachment to previous players. Yeah. That you mm. somehow think, well, they understand the club, but we have it, Matt. We were talking about Lombardo yeah. earlier. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. But we're talking mm. about the, in the same exactly the same context. Yeah. You assume because he was at Palace and he was yeah. a great player and a, a nice yeah. fellow that he's the right yeah. person to right yeah. thing to do is get him back. But there's more. There's there's more reasons to get someone like John said. There's more reasons to get someone back. Yeah, than just yeah and also the thing with Doogie Freeman is, is actually his record as a manager doesn't stand up to yeah. that Scru- sure. much scrutiny certainly not at our level um, ok um, Krengel 94 Krengel so there's been a few questions about about what's going to happen now with Wilf and Sacco yeah. and a lot of those players 
I said, would you take Zaha leaving to fund Sacco coming? Absolutely not. No, no way. No, no, no and I don't, I don't think. I don't, that's no way. It's not. I, agree. I don't think you have to. I don't think you, you have to. It's not going to be a case of. We're talking the man who single-handedly sort of kept us in the fight for for staying up for the first half of this season, and yeah. who's got he's twenty-three, so consistently better. Yeah. He is a Palace product, yeah, and a pretty good. Def- Nevertheless, a defender who has also helped keeping us up and been the spine of our our defence, but also a man of whose calibre there are a lot more people out there that we don't know about, like Luca, who is known to have dips in form. Um, I just he's he's been great for a sack up. I just don't think there's a lot of there are a lot there are a lot of good centre backs all over the Premier League and all over Europe. There's only one Wilf. It's like mm. yeah, simple as that. And but as I say, luckily it's not either or. It's not. Yeah. Also, I think no. as well, which says a lot about Palace. I, I don't now, think we should. You know. It does actually, but I don't think we should get too carried away by saying a new manager coming in is going to affect, because though the deals are done at a different level, they're not done at managerial level. It's not. There isn't a manager in the country that's going to come in and not fancy Zahar. Yes. Or yes. not fancy yeah, Townsend. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Wilf will stay depending on whether or not he gets the wages he wants and the deal he wants. Not whether or not he gets the manager mm. he wants simple as that so I don't think we need worry about we need worry about that I mean that's one of the reasons Moyes isn't going to get the job because of his yeah, the way he true. dealt with yeah, yeah. at yeah. Man United you just hope that whoever comes in just is able to continue what Andalus was doing and get the best title well, because well we know that Marco yeah, Silva was a winger Zaha was uh, even under Pardew Zaha was having a really good season yeah, true, independently yeah. of of, yeah. of, yeah. Uh, of but, but, so I, Allardyce, but right? I think we I mean I totally agree Zaha is essential for so many different reasons yeah. to be a palace. But there has been this kind of reliance. There have been waves of u- waves of using Zaha, right? Mm. Where it's yeah. give it to Zaha. Yeah. And he'll yeah. use now we did that in the promotion season yeah. when he came back on low, which is yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. At Wembley it was that we had to be so tight. Um, but then there have been periods throughout this when things haven't gone our way, not just individual games, yeah. but periods of time yeah. where it's just give it to Zaha yeah. and something yeah. will happen and he gets hacked down and hacked yeah. down and hacked down. First and we need to be a little yeah. bit more. He's such a sophisticated player. Yeah. He is so clever um, as a team player, not just yeah. with his tricks, yeah. that we need to be using him now as part of a structure. Yeah. 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 Man, what okay. you, well, you also, you'd like to think that Zahar would be one of the reasons why any manager would want to come to Palace. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like somebody like Marco Silva would be going, well, I'd nobody like him at Hull. Yeah. I'd yeah. nobody like Benteke at Hull. Yeah. Because the, the whole Palace game, as I said to him, it's one of the, I think it's one of the only times this season that you looked at their entire starting eleven, including the keeper, when you'd go, not one of their team would, would get yeah. into our team. Yeah, I mean, Andy would disagree with you, right? Yeah, no, he would. Yeah, but but yeah. having said that, but you know, you know, Zahar is one of the reasons why people want to come. And also, having said that, I have to, you know, match goal of the season. How well, how Townsend's goal was, how Zahar's goals at whole. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, goal yeah. of the season. That yeah. one. And it, even against West Same. Brom, so Zahar's goal against West Brom from the goodbye pass was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. How, against Swansea, bicycle. Yeah, Swansea's a brilliant hole. You know, Ched, the, 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 yeah, any, the other goal that should, the goal that should have won it is Giroud's goal against us. But Chan's goal, no, sure. If you want a team, there's a team goal that ended up with that scorpion kick. Chan's goal was a fluky overhead kick. Yeah, but the reason yeah. it wins is because they let people vote for it. Well, this is the problem with public voting. Right, Lennon. No, but, but, how, <laughs> but how can those those, those goals? You know. Anyway, so coming to what John was saying, yeah. I, I I totally agree, and I think our best games this season 
Oh, the Arsenal win, for example, are when actually we have used Wilf as part of a team. So when yeah, it has yeah, been a Chelsea balance with Townsend playing well yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. playing well, goodbye. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where we're at our best. You know, we, there are games that Wilf has dragged us through, but we're better yeah. as a team when Wilf is is a component. Yeah, yeah, and not a, not a, a one man team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Speaking of players, though, um, Ian Matthews oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. says which players he's put clue defenders played their last game for Palace at Man United. Well, last game of the season was all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would say not. It was Man United, but I think I think Kabai played his last game against not Hull. A defender. He's, he's no, no, no. Talking about defenders. Well, he's put clue defenders. I don't know if he wants us to talk about defenders. Pitch, was delayed maybe he knows something that we've done. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Who was, was on the pitch at the end? Tonkins, Kelly, yeah. Ward. Ward. I can't see any of them going. No, me neither. Mm. I wouldn't want any of them to go either. I think Delaney. I don't think, I, so. I, I don't think any of us would expect. I know Delaney signed Zephy the year extension to his contract, but I think the I think that we need the baseline of our centre backs to be as good as Tompkins, the base. Yeah. And if Kelly is that base, then he he deserves to stay. If he's yeah. as good as Tompkins, if he isn't as good as Tompkins, then I don't think. When when Tompkins um, came back uh, for Hull, wasn't it? You realised how much we missed him. We, as well as Saka, mm-hmm. well, it wasn't just Saka yeah, yeah. missing. It was the, it was Tompkins as well. He's I think he's been overlooked. Well, we'll leave that for the third think, part of the pod. But I, th- I can't. I think it was Alan Smith in the Ooh. Times who said that Tompkins w- w- wasn't getting anywhere near the credit he deserves. Mm. And yeah. the, he said if it's a choice between, I'm not. It might not have been him, but it was a decent pundit in a decent paper. He said if it's a choice between spending thirty million quid on Saka and keeping Tompkins, then you keep Tompkins. Mm. Because he's a top oh. class. He's a top quality. He's a thinking centre. He's a footballing centre back. Yeah. And at 30 million quid is a lot of money to spend on Sacco. And also because Sacco really benefited from Luca being in front of him. Yeah. yeah. For those games. I mean, Tompkins. Also, I mean, Tompkins, as we discovered, was playing through the pain barrier for that whole game against. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the whole game against Hull. Yeah. Tompkins was great put, for the first half of the season didn't as well. Put, yeah, didn't yeah. put a foot wrong, Tompkins. And I think it's a question... And I, scores goals. I actually genuinely think it's a, it's a case of finding the right partner for Tompkins. Mm. Could be Kelly, do mm. you think? I'm not necessarily... I think Kelly... I think, I think it's a, been a real joy to see Kelly live up to some of his potential. And I think Kelly would be a quality squad player... Right back cover. to cover well to cover centre back mm. and right back and possibly left back but no not as a starting I don't I think maybe even Scott Dan not as a starting but I think Tompkins yeah. plus plus Someone, a big unit plus a big a big old fashioned stopper hopefully Sacco but I think it has to be someone or, yeah. as good as Tompkins or better yeah. I yeah. think yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, level yeah. we need to get agree. to absolutely yeah, yeah. okay and um, West Ham fans are still moaning about Tompkins mm. being allowed to leave yeah, yeah. okay um, but a question about pre-season yeah. um, from R. Nicholas says uh, firstly thanks for great work this season you're welcome you're welcome Um, will you be doing a lot he was talking to me obviously he did put dear panel so will you be doing a live pod in Hong Kong during the pre-season Asia Trophy oh that'd be great wouldn't it a silverware celebration panel you'd have to ask the sponsors of (laughs) 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 this I'll speak to Vector and we'll see what we can do this is interesting though isn't it Palace being invited to the the Asia Trophy is that how we were invited to it or I don't know. Or don't did know. they send a list out to all the clubs? <laughs> all the Premier League teams. I don't We've been announced as part of I know of we have, yeah, but sorry. we've not been part of those pre-season before. tournaments before. No, so I think you get paid to go 
in South Africa, the South African tour. Yeah, that was you know that was the step change. I think Paris spoke about was right. you go yes. in the Premiership, you're invited, right. everything's paid. Oh, you that's interesting. It, yeah. it's, it's like an all-inclusive <coughs> to make. So, who are the other teams in the Asian? Liverpool, Leicester, and West, West Brom. Brom. Oh, and okay. they're supposed to be a local team. Well, West Brom are owned by Chinese. Yeah, uh, Leicester are owned by Thai, so that makes sense. But that's. It taps into what we were saying earlier about, you know, does anybody, speaking of which, does anybody know where this bizarre sky for 10 minutes on Tuesday oh, yeah. talked about the uncertainty of the Chinese takeover of Palace? And oh, then, and then really? forgot, yeah. Yeah, and they forgot all about it. Between about 6 o'clock and 7 o'clock, there were rumours the of Chinese. Allardyce Allardyce was leaving because he didn't like the new Chinese owners coming yeah. in. We were like, okay. And then it disappeared, so obviously it was something well, the sky made up. There was that route that had come up as a rumour a couple of months ago, but right. Paris shut it down. Yeah. And something to be said. But it is quite interesting that we've been invited to take part in that, yeah. in that tournament. Finally, we'll have something to sit next to the Zenf data system. Yeah, but also uh, it's, I think it's probably useful pre-season stuff and the game yeah. against Schalke as well is a good yeah it's not MLS yeah well and mm, interesting because yes. in the past we've been slightly worried about playing decent teams in pre-season games in case we got in case it ruined the momentum battered, by getting yeah. battered yeah getting battered no, that'd be a good game getting played, passed off the pitch by Inter Milan did we drew 0-0 with someone at home didn't we it's Inter Milan a couple of years ago passed us off the pitch Valencia 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 Okay, um, next question is from Russell. Hi, right, Russell. Russell. Russell says, uh, was this one of the most stressful seasons in memory? For some reason, I personally found this relegation battle more stressful than previous ones. I hate myself for saying it, but the longer we're in the Premier League, the more of a huge disappointment it would be to leave it. Of course, na- na- naturally, because you're building, you're, you know, if we'd been relegated this season, we would have lost a lot of infrastructure we built up. We probably would have lost Wilf, we would have lost Andros, we would have lost Benteke. Yeah. But we, there's, the, more, the longer we stay in the Prem, the more we have to lose, obviously. Yeah. And aside from that, staying up now has given us our record season in the top yeah. flight, which would have been a, a horrible thing to throw away. Yeah, I think Russell articulates something that a lot of Palace fans feel. I mean, first of all, in terms of the foundation, for example, we would have lost £100,000 overnight from Premier League funding. Yeah. And the longer we stayed out of the Premier League, that would have because there's a sort of parachute payment for charities in, but that would have disappeared. Yeah. I think also there's been a sense, because in the past we spent so much time in the Championship, we've all kind of, we've all had a go at the Premier League and its economics and how it's a fancy down league and we don't want to be part of it. But when you are part of it, you don't want to be out of it. It's just no in way. terms of the, just in terms of the, the publicity and the, the football. You, 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 who wants to go back to being half hour of highlights on Channel 5 on Saturday night <laughs> yeah, yeah. you want to be you want to pick up the paper every day and see nonsense written about you <laughs> we're all aware of the unfairness top I mean, story you know, on Sky News hats off to Jeremy Corbyn for making his speech about you know 5% of all Premier League clubs money should be taken to, we all believe we all yeah. we all know that the Premier League finances are wrong but at the same time there's nowhere else you'd rather be and that includes I think as Ed said before that includes La Liga that includes Serie A it, well, we're not going to be in the league I know but it's, a league, but it's a league you want to be in and really? I, and I is think, that an official is that official <laughs> I, think Russell, I think Ross was right I think we have sort of alluded to it on this we have all been this would have felt it's been really disappointing if we'd gone yeah. down this season yeah. but did because it, we feel like a Premier League club now we feel it's, I, I take great joy in hearing pundits say this is a good tide this, they shouldn't yeah. be where they are they've got good players that's interesting we are, yeah. we are definitely now a Premier League club we're not a yes. championship club battling in the Premier League we are yeah. now a Premier yeah. League club and that's why this season <laughs> felt, <laughs> this season felt like it should have been the season that we kicked on yeah but, I, but I think now actually it feels with whoever the new manager is let's, you know this is 
the the turning the, point. The, the, the massive it's the turning point. It's the corner. Or do we call it a step change? Uh, yeah, let's call it a step change. Yeah, 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 step yeah, change. yeah step change. Um, this is the start the, of a new roller coaster. There, yeah. there is something about <laughs> us Palace fans that need to embrace that we are actually yeah. a part of the Premiership yeah, and yeah. not yeah. Um, yeah. not kind of were you know yeah. capped at an overperforming championship. No, yeah. yeah, and also I think that's a good point in terms of it's almost like all. Yeah, I was really pleased to see in the observers use your annual roundup. They asked fans of other clubs, and the Swansea fan said, "Yeah, Palace are still the best fans." But it's like it's almost like we have to get away from that mentality that it's a surprise when we beat Arsenal. Yeah, it's yeah, a surprise yeah. when we beat Chelsea. But also, it's hard to keep that intensity of support when you're not the underdog. It's like well, you know our support is fantastic, and it's one of the things that has got us noticed, and it's one of the things that's got us publicity. But maintaining that intensity of support when you're expected to win games is it though? Is, is, yeah, it's difficult. Look at, no, look at clubs like Olympiacos who are league winners and they've still got yeah, but it's from our point, yeah, but we haven't had that experience, so we we're still getting because like we all said at the start of last year, Pardew when it was going quite well, yeah, the atmosphere was flat. It didn't seem right. We have to find a way of maintaining yeah, that. Atmosphere. We have to find a way of maintaining that atmosphere. Maybe when it was we're, grounding when we're, when we're dispatching mid-season. Yeah, but when we're you know, we should be putting away teams like Huddersfield or whoever. Yeah. But the atmosphere should still be the same in those games as it is. Yeah, you know, we we can't keep going into games as the underdog. We can't yeah. keep treating results like beating Arsenal as a as a, a cup result, an anomaly. As a, as a, yeah, as yeah. a cup tie result. It should yeah. be like we you know, we should be. I was really pleased that everyone was disappointed after losing to Tottenham because that's how we should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And because yeah. it was class, lucky goal. Yeah, yeah it was. Well, yeah. Not as lucky as Deli Alley's a year before. Let's, come on, let's, we can't talk about that again. Yes, we can. It's um, Flexion never won, is it? Right. It's clearly Flexion, Another question. BBC bias. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Another question from Thanet Eagle. Hi, Thanet. He's my favourite. It's about my hay fever. It is about the summer. Oh. Okay. It says, do you enjoy the summer, the summer break or do you miss the palace drug? Well, yes. I, you know I don't enjoy the summer break, clearly. I mean, you, don't, you don't enjoy summer in general. No, I, there, is a, there is part of you that... After that whole game, you think, oh, thank the Lord, we got four weeks off. Yeah. But, you know, you do like to not... It's like even when we went to... You know, it's, it's always in the back of your mind. It's constantly there. Yeah. All the permutations. I almost missed it after the whole game because there was no drumbeat in my head going... Yeah. Endicott switched off. Endicott doesn't yeah. do anything until pre- until the first game of the season, does really? he? So really? I, I wouldn't start, watch anything. I really want to... It's hard to tell with him. <laughs> I can't wait to transfer with that. I love yeah. that. And, and fixture, the, fixtures, you know, the fixtures, fixtures list. Yeah. Yeah. But now we've got yeah. the Asia Cup, presumably those will be available to stream and stuff. Oh, oh they're, they're live on, they're they're live on, on Sky. Sky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, look, yeah. and the Schalke game, we've got loads yeah. to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, and you've got, you've got some cricket to get you through the two no, weeks. We've got to no, wait, we've got, we've got the so sponsor boring. to look forward to, the new shout sponsor. You do miss it, but there are... It is nice to have a couple of weeks off. It's Palace fans. Not when you follow yeah. all the guys on Instagram and you can just look at their stories yeah. every day. It's like going from a hardcore drug to a kind of mild chill out drug for the summer, I think, is probably yeah. the way to. Um... Yeah, other drugs are available. <laughs> 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 but you know, you're right. It's like taking you absolute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely the analogy. It's like being on downers. That's like the analogy we're looking for. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah. It's like Endicott's not a way, is it? <laughs> We're also missing the lawyer, so he doesn't listen. You just say Endicott, he doesn't listen to this. Streety would love that. Is what? Uh, <laughs> right, final question is from Panda Arms 101. Hi, Panda Arms. And they say, What are the panel's favourite things to barbecue? And for a bonus question, where do you stand on barbecue desserts? What are you a lunatic? Like Heston, what are you doing? Barbecue desserts. Well, bar- well I haven't said well, that. Well, creme brulee. 
That's not a barbecue. That's a barbecue. You'd have to put it upside down on the barbecue. It includes fire, yeah. Barbecue strawberries. All cooking includes fire. Well, funny enough, I don't know, I was just talking... it's like... We were talking last night about the uh, chicken wings on a stick we had in Belgium. It wasn't barbecued, though. It was yeah, in it a was van a in December. Yeah, how do you think they cooked it? It was over a... You could still barbecue in the winter. Yeah, but not in a little van. It was a, it was on a grill or something. They aren't barbecued. Uh, prawns. Uh, prawns. I'll go prawns. 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 I, I would go slow-cooked um, lamb. Well, you've got a, more of a barbecue background than us, haven't you? Because you're more of a cosmopolitan... You're a BBQ guy. Yeah, I'm a BBQ guy. <laughs> and I can, I can answer the dessert one as well. You've yeah. lived in other yeah. parts Really? Of the world, yeah. I like a really What's horrible burnt sausage and just a Tesco bun, like at every <laughs> barbecue ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the best cook in the world. What can I tell you? <laughs> That's not true. Dessert would be... Um, it would be banana Ooh. in foil with chocolate. <gasps> oh, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, that does sound good. Has that got a name? Is that banana in foil oh, with, with chocolate? Avec chocolate. <laughs> 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 right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's wrap. Thank you for your question. That's, that's the last question part on this season on the pod. So that was the last question oh. of the pod. Thank well, you. Unless we have to have an emergency pod when Silver comes in and then resigns yeah. because he's taking the board. Let's not tempt fate that The corner. After the break, then, obviously, there's no game to preview, but we're going to be giving out a couple of FYP awards oh. for the last season. Oh. Oh. Welcome back to the final FYP podcast of this season. Unless something happens. Unless Wee. something happens, yeah. Uh, Pod 216, sponsored by Vector Printing. For all your printing embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk and it's Vector with a K. And uh, JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Hey. Hey. Can, can, I, can I just say what an honour it was to have Jason Punchin saying I will? No. Oh, what it, a guy. It was, what a guy. It was emotional. Yeah. yeah. What a I guy. suppose it was. But do you know what? He was only too happy to... And we didn't have to explain it to him either because he'd heard the pod. So it was really... Yeah, it was fantastic. He's an absolute pro. Jason Punchin's happy. He's an absolute pro. He was yeah. only too happy to do it as well. He's a good guy. He, underst- he understood the significance. He did. So, yeah. <laughs> the gravitas. So. Yeah, I still... I'm, I'm, that will be one of my many highlights of the pod. I, I actually... I don't know if I said this, but that's, I actually stopped worrying about going down after talking to him. I think a lot of listeners yeah, did as well. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. And I think, he, I think he, was, he, he did himself and football players a lot of favours mm. for that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And also hats off to JD for setting him up with five wrong questions about his own career. Hats off to Wikipedia. Okay. Okay, so I, before the pod, I gave you guys a couple of categories just to think about. Yeah. Uh, so let's hand out some awards. Um, okay, the first best, one best ginger pundit <laughs> Andy Travis Endicott <laughs> um, the first one is most improved player so I must, I must say some of these were uh, tweeted to us by uh, Carl Mortimer hi, oh, hi, who Carl. does our, the social oh, stuff for FYP does yeah. uh, a lot of great stuff um, and I've, I've tagged a few on as well but the first one is most improved player uh, Andros for me I well because nobody else was I, Joel, for me Joel Ward closely followed by Martin Kelly I would say Okay. I understand Andros I think Andros is was Since a, Big Sam. Andros was already a really good player. Yeah. And he underperforming. He underperformed. Yes, and he did, he did what he had to do. But yeah. I think Joel Ward, we saw him as a proper Premier League player and Kelly 
finally got a chance because Kelly was unfairly maligned. He's played yeah. out. He's oh, he played, took the brunt. He was he played was really out. He, he was yeah. played out of position. Out of position. Yeah. He was substituted, dropped left and I think he was. He did a a fine job as, as great job. John? Yeah. I am going to go for Wayne Hennessy. Oh, sorry. Sorry, this is so different from who we normally have sitting there. This is a. He's in the Andy Street chair as well. The reason I have no need to see Wayne Hennessy being a number one goalkeeper next season, but he improved under the new coach. Yeah. Yeah. And he did a job that was needed. He did. We we need, you know, and I think he did enough good than bad this time. I think think of all the things that have been said on tonight's pod, that will be the one that's taken to task on social media <laughs> but now I think you're right that's he, why he, I'm telling a lie he, <laughs> he, he lost he, he, he lost been redeemed a, by b- the banana and foil yeah. so. by all accounts <laughs> he lost about a stone in weight he was, yeah. he was more mobile still got issues being, nut, issues. being nutmegged yeah, yeah. moving to the right but, yeah. but he looks he, a lot he, better behind Tomkins and Sack yeah and that's a, that's a fair point and also he had the Chelsea game because so we've been saying for a long time you very really leave Palace game saying thank the Lord for Hennessy yeah. that game he did yeah He's got two massive weaknesses, one of which yeah. is his positional kicking. Yeah, the other one is Andy Street. He puts it, <laughs> and the other one he 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 doesn't have the character in the box. Yeah, no, he, exactly. he's in the he isn't commanding. He doesn't come up, yeah. and he doesn't make his defenders scared. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dad and me went to see the first uh, yeah. cup game against Bolton, and we were sat right behind the goal, and seeing Julian there in the box being so come on, it was just so strange. Yeah, yeah. It's such yeah. a breath of fresh air because you don't see that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see people shouting at Wayne, but you don't see it reciprocated. Yeah. And one day the mystery of what happened to Steve Mandanda will be solved. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. will the new manager. Cliffhanger for next. You know, try and keep him. We are definitely no. selling Steve Mandanda. I know, I know from a um, football journalist yeah. in Marseille that it looks like he's, he's gone. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so my vote would be for Martin Kelly as well. Okay. But isn't it nice that we can have this category and there's so four many. or five different options? Yeah. We would never normally have that. Would yeah, you? yeah, that's good. So for me, like the, yeah. no, I, I remember very clearly the Watford game on Boxing Day here when we all sort of pointed out how, how different Andros looked yeah. under just the first game of Sam. It looked like yeah. he wanted to play for Overnight almost. almost. Yeah, 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 it looked like he was trying a lot harder. Okay, okay, well I feel like Andros might feature in some other categories. The next one is most underappreciated. John? Fraser Campbell. Wow, he's on controversial forms and that. You'll just come, in, just come <laughs> right out of the... Fraser, um, I, could get, I can get on board with that. Fraser Campbell, there were yeah. times at the Man U game that we lost at home when Pardew bought on Fraser Campbell, yeah. I was thinking, you have to bring on Fraser Campbell now for Benteke. Yeah. You have to, because he will run yeah. for the last 10 minutes here, his socks off for the club. Right? And he brought him on with Benteke still on. Mm-hmm. And it was, But there's something about Fraser Campbell, although he's injured a lot, although he's probably the fourth, the best, um, this, he, he does... Put in a shift. Scored an important goal away at home. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily. Yeah. The, but there's something. Yeah. I think when he's called upon, he's called upon. There's yeah. a. There's. I like that. He's one of those players that you think would be frustrated at not getting to start a game with Benteke. Same as Dwight Gale. You know, yeah. Obviously. And also remember, I think it was the Liverpool game away when he came on and single-handedly kept the ball in the corner for two minutes. And that, yeah. Little, yeah. that little flick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's definitely. Uh, yeah. He. He has got something to offer. Yeah. He's probably still not good enough, yeah. mm. but he's still got a role, you know. And he, he's not going to expect to be playing each week. It'll be a starter. So. No, 
Well, not for Palace anymore. No, and not once Wickham's fit. No. So, um, you, uh, you guys, what do you reckon? I underappreciate. I for I go for for Ward or Tompkins, but I'm going to say Sammy Lee. <laughs> oh, okay. Most underappreciated. Yeah. I think. Mm. I, I think the backroom staff change and the infrastructure change is something that we can't take for granted in, in how much it would have affected the players. Yeah. It's not just by virtue of Sam being here for a certain period of time that the players got more content and fitter and started playing more cohesively together. And I think people like Margotson and Sammy Lee can't be forgotten yeah. in the discussion of, of how Palace turned around so effectively. So I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sammy Lee. In terms of a player, Ward or Tompkins. But I'm going to go Good for uh, Schlupp. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he is a quality Premier League player, but the reaction for most Palace fans, however well he plays, is meh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he's, he's, he can play well in three positions on the left hand side. Yeah. Last game of the season against Hull, I thought he was really, really good. Yes, and I think it's significant that uh, watching him and Patrick swap around is yeah. uh, it's really something. Yeah, I think he's one of those players who will probably be underappreciated for his entire career. Every club he's at, because yeah. but for me, he represents a sort of squad player we should be looking for yes who is a, who in 10 teams who is like Watford Huddersfield whoever comes up would be the starting when, choice yeah. when, we, start, when uh, we got Schlupp it kind of felt like um, a signing just for, for the sake of a signing to, to make it look like we were we were hungry and we were looking for solutions and we were trying to get cover in for the positions that we needed cover for but it turned out to be a much more intelligent signing than that yeah, because yeah. Yeah. once we've played it we thought he was just a backbencher at Leicester who who we got in to yeah. make it look like we were doing something he's turned to be a lot more effective than that yeah. but I also think he suffered in the window because Milivojevic Sacco yeah. Van Arnold were all yeah. specialist specialist yeah. positional players yeah. which is what we needed whereas Slup is kind of one of the yeah, he's alright he can do well at those Jack of all trades yeah. yeah but he's much more than that um, I'm going to go for Jason Punchum Oh, okay. Because oh, yeah. uh, so a lot of people still, yeah. you know, Punch hasn't scored this season, yeah. and a lot of people yeah, are yeah. still think he's not playing very well. But I think we can all appreciate what he's done as captain, yeah. the role he's done, and how Palace improved yeah. Yeah, under, his, uh, under his leadership. Also, the, for, the last five minutes of the whole game, so many people around us wanted him to score. Oh, I partly because they had a lot of people seem to have had twenty quid on him at five to one yeah. to score at the time. <laughs> yeah. But also that would have round when he had the free kick almost for the yeah. last kick of the game. And he was brilliant in that game as well. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah. And also, I think just in terms of his legacy, for want of a better word, yeah. him not being able to watch the penalty. Yeah. And then his reaction to it was just was just fantastic. Okay, Kevin, biggest underachiever. Well, I'm going to open a note here I have from Mr. Andy Street. I've, <laughs> I, I'm a Alan Pardew. I've, when yeah. you sent the email, yeah. I've, Alan Pardew was the only. In terms of players, it's hard to you can't. It's hard to evaluate underachievers because everyone makes. But for me, it's Pardew because I've yeah. I've thought I didn't think this would happen, and I, and I think mm. the period between October and Christmas was was awful, and it was. I think Pardew took his eye off the ball for whatever. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a subject I know I put, but yeah, Alan Pardew because I, I, yeah. I genuinely thought that he was the one that would take us to the next step. But yeah. I genuinely thought he had the right ideas. It's heartbreaking. It, was, it, yeah. it is heartbreaking. I've got nothing personal. I think that's a good shout. Despite what people yeah. think, and I say that with disappointment, not with yeah. not with glee. I think we all like, think a lot of Palace fans. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. and he will always be a, a legend for very many reasons. But that's partly why it's so. Disappointing as well. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give a quick 
cheat answer, but probably also an obvious one. Um, Remy or, or Mandanda. Yeah. Both of them. Mandanda, yeah. yeah just complete yeah. Um, well, Remy what could have been, yeah. you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if we'd had the option yeah. to play yeah. Remy and Benteke together or to play Mandanda yeah. in, in proper form, then it would have been yeah. quite a different season. But, you know, what ifs yeah. again. Those are good shouts, yeah. I, I, I had real trouble with this one because I think there were quite a lot of players who would have won it first half of the season. Yeah, yes. yeah. I think, and, yeah, and I think a lot of players have come. You know, so Mandanda was one. Yeah. themselves. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think if someone like Jordan Much actually won this award, it would probably be an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't give it. I won't give that. So, so I'm, I'm going to go with Mandanda, which I'm gutted yeah. for because yeah, actually yeah. I love, yeah. I love yeah. goalkeeping yeah. and goalkeepers. And yeah. I thought this is but it. Again, when we got him in, it, it sort of felt like, oh great, this is the kind of palace Next we are level. now. This yeah. is what we should yeah. be going for. The same with Remy. You know, it's yeah. like he's a brute quality young striker. Also. Yeah, exactly. like, it looked like in the first four weeks when he did play that he was going to become a legend. Yeah, he was yeah, playing very a couple, well. A couple, a couple of saves against Bournemouth, which was yeah, yeah. out of this Quite world. But then I think the trouble was that you know you look at the Ajax game last night and their keeper he's got two centre backs in front of him who are happy to receive the ball. Pardew just didn't think it through. Yeah. Like we, bought, we didn't have that. It, yeah, we were, we had a back four. That was the last thing they wanted was yeah. to, you know to be on the half term receiving the ball from our dad. And so. Yeah. But yeah, but it did seem like, I mean, it, it, it was never not fun to go, Steve. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. Ah, well. Okay. Um, biggest surprise, John? The new um, evening light display. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 it, it, it basically, yeah, scared me when it yeah. first happened. So that yeah. was... Uh, and it came out of nowhere, didn't it? It, it came yeah. out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. And... Um, it surprised me. That's a good one. <laughs> For many reasons. That's a good actual one. surprise. I think, yeah. so, well, until, until Tuesday, I mean, Tuesday was the, is the answer. Yeah. I think, yes. I think yeah. probably Sacco signing about three minutes to midnight. Yeah. That was a big surprise because that was a story that didn't really exist at seven o'clock that, yeah. on the night of the transfer window. So that was speculation. A, that yeah. was a big surprise. I think that was a, the biggest surprise for me. So. I think I was going to say schlup again because yeah. I thought mm. for the yeah, same yeah. reasons that you said he was the the most underappreciated. I think he. I wasn't expecting him to be that big of a deal. Just just a good squad player, but he's mm. he's really exceeded. Oh, again, the, the Everton game where it seemed like he was what was keeping us in it. He was just had so much energy. He hadn't been pardued. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe the other surprise was actually liking Sam Allardyce. Yeah, yeah actually. Yeah. Like going from mm. and seeing him, that you would do a job to actually liking him, and, and, yeah, which again, yeah. and wanting him to yeah. stay. We've, we've yeah. talked yeah. about yeah. how Pulis never really felt at home at Palace, and he sort of felt yeah. like he was just doing a job. Seeing Sam and Sammy Lee dance about and seeing yeah, him yeah. big spender and and conduct Glad all over and stuff, yeah. that yeah. was great. That was a really yeah. nice surprise. Mm. Okay, so uh, what are your two? What's this? Oh me! Surprise! Um, I'm gonna. You I'm didn't gonna like Mamma Mia. Mia was very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew I wasn't gonna like that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Luca, only because I didn't really know anything about him. Oh, okay. Didn't read no, him. That's yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And he sort of turned up, yeah. and he's this random guy, and, he, and he's, yeah. he's turned up to be amazing. So yeah. this random guy that was captain of his country yeah. and played one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Ed, favorite moment of the season? Both of Luca's penalties. Nice. Because yeah, yeah. the one yeah, against yeah. Arsenal was just the final nail in the coffin, and it yeah. was the same for the game against Hull. Yeah, everyone was still a little bit on tenor hooks yeah. after because after games like the like Hull away, Swansea away, even though the the Wilf's early goal galvanised us and the second goal kind of made us a little bit easier from the consensus from what I've heard, everyone was like, 
we're all right now when yeah. that penalty went in. And it was just great that it was Luca both times as well. Nice to have somebody really to take penalty as well. That's yeah, a decent yeah. it was such a cool penalty as well. Yeah, I think and punch obviously. I think I think Zaha's goal against Hull. The minute after that, the celebrations after that first goal in the home game, obviously the recent game, the, the yeah. celebrations after that were more intense than anything I can remember. But yeah. I think also, I'd say the, I'd say the sixty seconds of leaving Sellers Park after we beat Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I think it was as, as elated as I've been. Yeah, as a Palace fan for for years, not just because we never beat Arsenal, but just because of the manner of the performance. Yeah, the the fans all that just that was a. That was wonderful. That was, yeah. I think that's probably my favourite. Yeah, that was great. My favourite. I I go with Kev. I think the the, the Arsenal game um, after after the game, meeting with some of my mates, ex kind of Palace Echo and yeah. Eagle Eye guys, saying, "Was this the most amazing game ever at yeah. Selhurst Park?" And that that really lays it down how yeah. important yeah. that game was. Yeah, you know, there were other ones like maybe uh, Pardew being sacked or yeah. Fraser, <laughs> Fraser's miss kick. Um, were other right, fa- yeah. Yeah, it's kind of you know yeah. other, other other things I liked, for, um, but I think it was definitely Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say agree and say Kabai's goal in that game. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 great yeah. goal. Yeah, and that was the moment yeah. where you were like, oh, we're going to be Arsenal. Well. I'm going to yeah, be Arsenal yeah, yeah, playing, yeah. scoring yeah, yeah. crazy goals. Vindication because yeah. everyone yeah. was had been sort of questioning Kabai's yeah. quality, exactly. but now it was brilliant. It was amazing, and the goal was. Uh, amazing, and we didn't even. Some people were like, did he mean to do it? Of course he yeah, did. Of course, of course he, he did. did. Yeah, of course he did. Okay, finally then, Kevin, yeah. the most palace thing that happened this season. Uh, negatively, conceding two goals against Swansea to go to get back to being four three ahead. <laughs> yeah, in the night. To, the, to lose five four. Yeah. After I'd gone down to the co-op to get celebrate rewind. Oh, that was horrible. He literally <laughs> five, I, he walked in. I told him he thought I was joking, and he's back. He literally slumped against the door and slid down. Oh. It was horrible. And partly because the co-op is two minutes away from my house, and uh, yeah. partly out of nerves because he was I, like a cop that was a week away from retirement. We were, we were forty. Basically, he was only a day away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. Because it was because uh, oh, I didn't the wicket. I was like, I kept looking. Why is it still this game still going on? Yeah, I was getting really nervous pacing around the house. Ed and his mate were upstairs watching a dodgy stream. Yeah, so I thought, right, I'm gonna I'll just go out. I'll go to the co-op by the time I come back. And I and then I knew something was wrong, judging by the look on my dad's. <laughs> and as I tweeted at the time, my dad said, "I've never been." My dad said, "I've not been too angry." And considering he'd lost both his foreskin and his wife <laughs> in the past two years, that took a lot of saying. Yeah. So from a negative point of view, from a palace, from a positive point of view, the most palace thing I saw all season was Sacco tackling the ref. Yeah, <laughs> at West Brom, that was that was the moment. That was yeah. That was the moment you just don't see other players or other clubs doing that. And that was the moment yeah. you realise I don't care how good people say he is. That's a palace player. Yeah, yeah. that's it. He tried to take the ball out of defence, failed the ref, yeah. turned back so he was running back towards his own goal, <laughs> lost the ball, then got it back. By ta- not only tackled him, but took him out. Took him yeah. out. Yeah, he he took white, it out. Proper white. Just yeah, that's great. And then that was. For me, that was probably the, the actual yeah. highlight of the season. Yeah. Also, Townsend's goal as well in the same game, yeah. yes. which was like yeah, amazing. It was a Sunday league football goal, which is a game. Yeah, yeah. to play on a Sunday league team where you go, yeah, he used to be all right, but he's not good. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah. You, you just know he was being sick. Yeah, when he was lying on the <laughs> yeah. But the Sacco's tackle was the for me the nice. Um, I'll do the same negatively being Burnley's only away win. Yeah, that's very <laughs> bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. positively. <laughs> The atmosphere uh, in Sellers Park for the whole game. Yes, yeah. that was yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And and the, the the 
Vim and the the joy in the players as well, like Patrick's celebration, yeah, yeah. and and punches. Delaney running the length of the pitch to yeah, celebrate. To celebrate, Patrick. and yeah, also yeah. I loved um, Schlupp because as soon as he got the ball, you knew it was going to go down for the penalty. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved yeah, it to yeah. have scored, but it was great that yeah, yeah it's going to be a penalty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the whole game. Come. Um, I asked my son Dexter this question. He said, "Beating Watford without." a shot on target and I said to him that's brilliant son but yeah. it is not really typically Palace I think um, one Palace thing would be um, an issue with managers yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but I think I'm going to go for I'm following on from Ed I was really taken by the the Homesdale fanatics, when they started rallying the troops, yeah, the being all yeah. of us with yeah. call outs about getting in there early, not yeah, just their yeah, displays, yeah. but yeah. Just the yeah. kind of they said, right, someone has to drive this now. Yeah, yeah. And we're with, well, yeah, yeah. And, and they they need, I think they need a heck of a lot of credit this season yeah. um, for that push and rallying the whole of Palace fans yeah. In, in, in that way, not just them. Well, I think, do you know, I think that's a really interesting thing to say because there's been a bit of negative criticism around them yeah because you know things being thrown mm-hmm. reaction reactions but I think also I think it's noticeable that they the rest of the ground is joining in with the, the HF yeah now yeah. it's not just them it's like the alpha where it's, it's, it's spreading yeah. out and I think I think it's really interesting that Punch left our interview to go and help the HF put their balance together and I think I mean, John makes a very good point. I think they should there should be a bit more acknowledgement because I've been in the past uneasy about some of the stuff going on with them. But this season, I think they have yeah, been brilliant. I think this great. season yeah. they've been as important as the season which they first started. They really have sort of, yeah. as you say, rallied the troops, become a focal point. And also, it takes a lot of time and effort and energy to put those displays mm. together. They, they do look, a lot of work. They yeah. look, they look great. I mean, I was in. Went to see a no Nap- other club in the Premier. I went to see a Napoli game a few no. weeks ago, and, I, and it's fine. They got their flags and whatever, but nothing compared to what what we've got. What, yeah. You know, the All only the thing cards, the, mm. the the banner that's yeah. just across yeah. the whole of the stand. The Inter Milan fans who who left just before half time in their last home game, leaving that huge banner which said, <laughs> "If you can't be asked, we can't be. We're going for lunch." <laughs> so that was that was really good. But no, yeah. this this season the HF. I mean, it does, and other fans are. They won't admit to being jealous, but other fans do always mention, yeah. always mention what they do. What they, and to hear Jason Puncher say how emotional he was when he saw the, the saw yeah, his, his own yeah, captain one. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I think yeah, I think John's yeah. right. I think that's a really good point. And to see how that needs Wilson to be acknowledged. Yeah. Punch going to the pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. They are. It has it has felt yeah, more of a collective, hasn't it? This season. I yes, think what was yeah. interesting about Wilfred Punch doing it is it felt more now, with Pardew it felt like a photo opportunity and it felt like yeah. ingratiating himself. Whereas yeah. with when Wilfred Punch did it, it felt more like. Such as Wilfred was just so scared. Yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looked like. Local, he looked like local, yeah. bo- local boys yeah. responding to local boys who were supporting the club, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, my, my moment, I'm going to go for um, Sako and Menteke's handshake at Anfield. Hell yeah. Oh, nice. It was just so arrogant and so yeah. South London for a so chippy, player who yeah. played for Liverpool to go and then do that handshake. With a player who was still employed by Liverpool, yeah. technically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, also, as well, especially because Sako said before, and he wouldn't be doing it. I'm, I'm a Liverpool player, yeah, yeah. technically. I won't be doing anything disrespectful. Yeah. He was like, he and then the best thing about it was yeah, Sammy yeah. Lee's reaction in the background to yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass, like, yeah, yeah. what is happening yeah. <laughs> that also looked, it looked much more spontaneous than the, the Tottenham ones that 
yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, obviously. Yeah, way yeah, cooler. Um, okay, so that is uh, the end of uh, the last part of the season. Oh, that's it. Great. We're done. Oh, oh. Uh, thank you to John for being here. Well, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much. Will you come back? I uh, will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was the best one. Yeah. Um, good. And Kevin and Ed, thanks for being here. Thank you. Oh, Olivia, so yeah. it was a pleasure. Thanks for hosting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So JD, you've been really good. Thank you. It's yeah, been it's go. been a blast, and it's been as ever a very palace season. Yeah. Um, so thank you for your questions throughout the whole of the season. We really appreciate them. Um, we'll be back some point in the summer. Yeah, let's just yeah, say that we're back at some point in the summer. But uh, please keep checking out FYP online on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Um, enjoy your summer. Um, I won't. And whoever I won't. comes, you won't. No, don't, just a provocative thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> enjoy your summer if you're not Kevin <laughs> and you like summer. Um, and obviously, we'll see you who's appointed manager. Um, But until then, goodbye. Bye. When it comes to business travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Oh, sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold meetings or the Michelin dining or the innovative industries that'll make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insight said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at Orlando for Business dot com. Sports Social Podcast Network.